Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Climbers, your biggest cash register as an indie artist is live shows and merch. That's no secret. It all starts with selling tickets. So today we're going to talk about how to sell more concert tickets if you're an indie artist that has to do everything yourself. That's right. Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business because that is the secret sauce, the magic dust. Everything that you want to happen in your career is going to start with your leverage. What can you do for them? That's what we call it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And that is a backstronym from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols. Got a couple number ones in Southern Gospel. Got a bunch on the chart right now. Had a top 10 in Australia. The man's a machine. Hmm. But... What I love about Brent is he shares his success and the secrets of his success with you, the songwriters, by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he'll connect you with the pros to complete that circle and get you on your way. And it really works, people. He does it all the time, creating relationships left and right. He's a a music business relationship pimp with songwriters and publishers. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, a good friend of ours, yeah. Chelsea Stallings, yeah. text me last night. was like, hey, I got a meeting on the books with this publisher after one of our events. She's like, reached out. We connected on social and I got a meeting next week with this publisher. So go Chelsea. Oh, I love that. So I'm like, yes, that is what I'm talking about. I need that a video makes my day. Awesome. <laughs> well, yes, listen, so. if you want this to happen to you, then you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Twinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. How's it going, brother? That's going well. So I'm excited for Chelsea. Yeah, me that made too. me very happy. I mean, she's you know she's climbing, she's doing her deal, whether through I can be a part of that or not. She's rocking and rolling. But man, it sure does my heart good when you get the, the text or an email from someone going, "Hey, so and so wants to sign a single song contract on this song," or "Hey, got a meeting with the publisher coming up." That's exciting. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah, and you know what? Couldn't happen to a better person. I mean, you know, she'd yeah. been working on her butt off. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a butt to work off, so she needs to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> skinny so just tell thing. her to break a leg. Just tell her to break but, a leg. Yeah, break a leg. But uh, yeah, she, I mean, she's been a climber for a long time and, mm-hmm. and she's been working on her craft and for all the right reasons. Yes. So I love to see 
her success. I just I want to see that. And speaking of which, she's going to be part of the climb takeover. Yeah. At Live Oak on October 23rd. So that's coming up in like two months from the time this episode drops, October 23rd. Oh, uh, why, don't we, why don't we tell people who we've already got committed here? Oh, we, you know, which, hey, all this is subject to change because, hey, welcome to Nashville. Lineups may change. Yeah. Because, well, it's a music business and this is two months out. So <laughs> we'll see. But so far, what do we have? I just, well, we just talked about that list the other night. Where did I send you? Okay. So far, we have, we have some, some climbers going to be there yeah so you got uh, chelsea stalin she's og climber we have sunday joe graham yeah right yeah so she's going to be there she's been helping us she's out also with the an logos og, and climber. Stuff. OG yeah. climber yeah uh let's see we got uh kaylee bishop who's she's been on song title challenge rising artist we got scott sean white who's written for cody johnson yep so he's just awesome dude awesome writer dave brainerd grammy nominated producer and Producer, songwriter. By the way, I'm going to shout out to how cool I am and how cool we are. Like, you don't see Dave Brainer doing Writer's Nights. I was about to say, you threw that name out. I was like, what? That is yep. not a name. And I, I said, man, I don't even know if you do Writer's Nights because I never see him out there. But here's what we got going on. He's like, well, for you, I don't. But for you, I will. And I was uh, like, my man, that just made me feel so loved. That was so good. <laughs> we got Barrett Baber coming on. Yes. Bring that Arkansas heat. Yeah, slew. He's got. He's he's firing up, man. He he's starting to blow up a little bit mm-hmm. with uh, with some some big major level cuts with Cody Johnson. Yep. and I forget what else he had, which is a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> Too much and I think up. we have. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have Marla Cannon Goodman. Hope so. Who wrote? I mean, she wrote Jose Curvo, with, Yeah, cleaning this gun for Rodney Atkins. A bunch of stuff. Yep. All number one hits. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and my brother-in-law, Matt, Matt Klein, who will make you laugh your butt off. He is hilarious. Yeah. He's got cuts by Ray Stevens and, and other folks, and he'll make you laugh. He's got some great stuff. So, And others, we got some other lines in the water. So that's October 23rd at Live Oak. It's on Demumbering Hill in Nashville. It's going to be the live band is from 6 to 7, and then from 7 to 11 are the rounds. We've still got a couple spots we're looking to fill, and so we're reaching out to some buddies of ours. And so come on down. It's be a great time to just hang out, get to know, get to meet some of the writers, some of the hit writers, some of the climbing writers, and other This climbers. is going to be a great networking hang, man. For, I'm going to be inviting publishers and everyone I can just to come on out. I'm trying to make it a target-rich me, environment. Me too. me too, for sure. Me too. And oh, and Blue Foley just texted me back as we were talking and said, he's in if he's in town. He's going to know in the next couple of weeks if he's going to be in town or not. So, Well, that'd be fun if he can make it. Yeah. So if we don't fill the slot before then, Blue will be there. He's co-written with a bunch of my artists, so I'm stoked about that. Mm-hmm. So, and I got some wins too, man. I got to tell you, like we've been, yeah, yeah, we've been doing killer stuff with Josh Roy. I mean, mm-hmm. working on his Spotify, he's up to I don't know how many monthly listeners, like forty, fifty, sixty thousand. Ashton Angel, mm-hmm. who we started working with, is over, I think, 100,000 monthly listeners. First release out, 150,000 streams already. Nice. And he's like tapped into a small Spotify editorial playlist, which is awesome. And which is, you know, all my artists are on the algorithmic edit- playlist from Spotify, but the, the editorials, it's a hard nut to crack, but we got him on there. That's good. And that's the first one that he's worked with with us. So that's exciting. Nice. And we've got Mackenzie O'Brien's doing really well. Mm-hmm. 
her first release came out. We're getting ready to drop her second release, Mean Girl. And you and mm-hmm. I were just talking about the video we're going to shoot for Sugar Daddy Issues, which I'm super, super stoked about. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, I was just looking at Mackenzie's Spotify, and she's up over 94,000 monthly listeners. And her first single, or first release, sorry, we don't use single, first release, Gone Before I Got Here, is well over 100,000 downloads, uh, So I'm, or streams. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to be a part of that one. So good stuff happening for you, Daredevil artist. And can I say something? I mean, you know, she's like, like she's got... She, there's something about her that is happening with her. Like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like people just love her and, and they're digging her and she is just getting so good live. Mm. Like she's come such a long way since we first met, which was 2021, mm-hmm. but she's been putting out music since 2017 mm-hmm. and her whole catalog with the, the new promotions are getting bumped up because of just the body of work, you know? Yeah. Which speaks to the consistency idea. It is not impossible to make money doing this. Is she making a living right now? No, but but <laughs> it's building. Do you yes. know what I mean? And all that stuff that she did prior, it's important and it makes sense and it will make money for her. Mm-hmm. So we're getting closer and closer to that, which is really exciting. So I'm super proud That's of That's awesome. Of Mackenzie. Yeah. That is awesome. So Listen, join the climb community if you haven't done so already on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. We have to ask to be let in. We let everybody in unless you're suspect, which, right. you know, like it's a brand new Facebook account that opened up three days ago. And then in which case, I'd just decline you unless you can DM me and prove to me that you're a real account that somebody just opened up a Facebook. Like, oh my God, there's this new thing called Facebook. And we're like, <laughs> I just got on. All right. And, or maybe something happened to you, that, which happened to me. So, that's you, right. you know, maybe you got locked out or something and you had to open up a new one. So if that's the case, you got to let me know. Otherwise, just know you're, gonna, you're not going to look good and I'm, I'm going to decline you. And I don't want to do that to a real person. I just want to do that to a bot right. or to a salesperson. You know what I mean? That's right. But hey, this is a place where everybody's supporting everybody else. It's an active group. We want to hear on Mondays. We want to hear about your new music. Put it in as a comment on the Music Mondays post. On Thursdays, we want to hear about your gigs. Put that in under as a comment on the gig alert post. And on Wednesdays, we want to hear about your wins and put that in on Wednesday wins. It's a chance for you to brag. Put it as a comment on that post and you're going to get a lot of love and support and leave the feed alone. That's right. Like Unless you've got something for everybody. I, I had a roadhouse, a couple people yesterday. They're trying to sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Their the post is deleted and they're banned oh, forever. Don't. And everybody that knows them is anybody they suggest is banned. Like it, it listen, it has repercussions. <laughs> so yeah, don't do the bad stuff. <laughs> but um, what kind of wins we got today? Yeah, so every Wednesday we post the new heights post in the climb community, which you should join. It's where we encourage you to share your music related wins with us, so we know where the party is and we can celebrate with you. And it's fun. So got a, way too many to list. Uh, so far, but at the moment, we have Braden Berry said one of his songs made the NSAI top 40 songs for the year this year. Way to go, Braden. Nice to go, Braden. I know, I don't even know if she's posted on here, but uh, Carrie Latham had one as well, and I had an eye on that because I wrote it with her. Nice. So that was fun. So good job, Braden, and also Carrie. Let's see what else we got here. Listen, because there are a lot of comments on these. I gotta, I gotta scroll through because people comment on each other's posts. If, if that sounds unusual, 
well, come to the climate for, community for a Facebook group. Yeah, for a Facebook group. No, <laughs> let me that's let me let me unusual. go through these people. going, we should get together sometime. That's awesome. Yeah, when you want to write. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, I love that. Let me just scroll so past some of, of that. I awesome. love our climate community. Yes. Uh, let's see. Jacob Briel says, I released my first ever music video, got some radio airplay in Scotland and picked up a couple Spotify playlists. The climb has helped me tremendously. Couldn't have done it without Brent and Johnny's podcast. Love it. It's helped me set goals, keep motivation and accomplish those goals. Thank y'all for the work you've done producing the climb. Jacob, thank you for sharing thank that with you. us. And thank you. He also has a uh, the link to the YouTube video of the song, which is perfectly appropriate for this venue. And uh, then, of course, Sunday Joe and Jack Nelson are commenting on there. So, Way to go, Jacob. And all y'all, everyone else that I didn't have time to get to, keep on climbing. That's good stuff. Love I love it. it. I love it. So listen, make sure you follow the podcast on whatever platform you're on so you always get notified about the new episodes. You don't want to miss one. And lastly, tell a friend about it, guys. Tell a friend. Tell another indie artist, indie musician, songwriter. Like, let them know, like, hey, there's this, man, we all need some inspiration. We all need some actionable stuff that we can do mm -hmm. to, to further our careers and climb that ladder. And I've got this perfect podcast for you that you should listen to. That's right. And don't stop telling them about it until they start listening. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, listen, it may be a hard sell, but once they do it, they're in because our biggest months are always uh, it's never one episode that blows up. It's just a bunch of people start binging that just got turned on to the podcast. So I'm super proud of that. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into this. How do you sell more concert tickets? Yo, yeah, that seems relevant for our audience. Tell me it is. Well, you know what it is. And so I'm going to, you know, I got the inspiration for this show from an article that literally just came out in digital music news. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Mm hmm. But I peppered in so much stuff that I do. That's why I just really related to it. And I'm like, oh, this will be a good thing to share with what we do with our artists. And here we go. Okay. All right. So number one, choose your platform. Figure out what ticket selling or RSVP platform that you want to use to sell your tickets. Don't. Uh, I encourage you not to overthink it or over-research it. I think that's a protection racket <laughs> yeah. for people who are afraid to do it. I mean, every single platform has its pros and its cons. So just pick one mm -hmm. and start with it. It's not like there's one that's going to screw you over or something. Just pick one and you'll start to discover which features are important to you. And so therefore, which features on a specific platform are a pro for you and which features on a specific platform are a con for you. And through just playing around with it, you're going to find the one that's perfect for you or that's perfect for you right now. I'll give you a, for instance, like I've dealt with a ton of ticket platforms. And I remember when I first started working with a promoter, mm -hmm. I thought, wow, look at, you know, three different venues and three different online ticket outlets. And finally, I can talk to some tech people and I'm looking on the dashboards of these platforms. Like, I can't figure out where to inject the pixel code. You know, I, I get online with the support. I'm like, where do we put the pixel code? And like, what's a pixel? I'm like, oh my <laughs> oh, God. No. Okay. Yeah. So these are, a lot of these ticket platforms are not tech companies that are trying to get into the music business. They're music business people trying to sell tickets online. And you know what that means? They're not dialed in on the digital. So for me, this is just for my specific uses. I prefer the platforms that are techier that allow me to inject pixel code into the process so I can track and create audiences from shopping visits, abandoned carts, and sales. Mm -hmm. This may not be important to you if you're not running ads. So that may, be, that may not be a pro for you, but it is for me. So I encourage my 
promoters to because it's their you know in the promotion game they're buying the talent they're picking the venue they're providing the production they're putting out all the expense for the show and for the promotion of the show Mm -hmm. and then whatever they get above and beyond those expenses they pocket well we want that data. So that's important to me. So, you know, some places that you can look at bands in town, Eventbrite, Ticketmaster, a lot of website builders now like Bandzoogle are offering this. So that's where you can start with that. Number two, decide on a ticket price. <laughs> Makes sense. I've seen artists do house concerts that were priced on donations. So sometimes no ticket price. So pay what you want. Is the right ticket price. Yeah. And you know what? Your first thought might be that, well, we're going to get some some moochers in there, mm-hmm. you know, some people that are not pay. And guess what? You will. Not everybody's going to pay. But the ones who do pay are going to throw in like 10 or 20 bucks. So it kind of evens out. Yeah. But it's it's good to experiment with that. And if you're doing enough of them, try one one way and a different one another way. And we'd love to hear back from you in the climb community about what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you come up with? But when you're setting a ticket price, you do need to do a little market research. Okay. You, you are... An entrepreneur, even though you're an artist, if this is your business, you're growing it, you're a founder, you're an entrepreneur, and you need to do some market research. Like, how many tickets do you think you can sell? Mm. What other artists with a similar following and in the same genre as you are, what, what are they charging, right? Mm-hmm. Factor in the fees from the ticket selling platform that you choose. Yeah, don't forget about that. Don't forget about that. And then you got to do a production advance too. Like, what's the scope of work on the show, right? The setup of the the sound and lights, the teardown, the length of the set, the crew costs, etc. Sometimes you're in a venue where the PA is all there, mm-hmm. and you don't need anything. Sometimes, you know, now I'll, I've done this with artists before, where the club has a PA, but it's insufficient, mm. right? And so we want to, or the artist has a PA and it's insufficient because we just bumped up their ticket price, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. we're going to need some more low end, so we'll rent a couple things to add to that PA system to just get a little bit better quality sound for that specific show kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you want to factor all that in too. And then of course, don't forget your digital ad fees. If you are running ads, you want to factor that in to kind of make sure that the juice is worth the squeeze for you on the ticket prices. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number three, play a joint show. I, Love, 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 love joint shows. Mm-hmm. You know, hooking up with us. So is it kind of like co-headliner kind of thing? It, well, it you know it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. So, and that's certainly one of them, Brent. Like mm-hmm. you know, hooking up with other artists on your level would be like a co-headliner, right? Or maybe a sort of monsters of rock or country or whatever kind of microcosm of of a bunch of bands together, like a packaged thing, mm-hmm. but. You know, opening for artists above your level, having up and comers open for you if they have a draw, mm-hmm. and creating like bigger packages with a few artists in the in the market for like a killer night of solidarity, right? Mm-hmm. So many times our artists have opened for bigger regional, national, or legacy acts, and we're able to put together some digital ads and out promote their promoter, and which means we're like we're selling tickets. Yes. And sometimes we've sold like boatloads of tickets. Mm-hmm. Like we've moved the needle a lot where the headliner and the management for the headliner are like, how did you do that? Like, do you want to do some more shows with yeah. us? It's, it's really good. And, and listen, we're scratching our back 
This is an out isn't an outreach program for the headliner, although we're happy to help. Yes, that always works out. But you know, we're, we're running digital ads to improve our brand mm. in the market because we're being seen with a bigger act and your fame and legitimacy by and social proof by association with this other bigger act, right? Mm-hmm. Promoting the show where the headliner is not promoting the show in consumers' feeds, right? Mm-hmm. So that really works out well. And it is, I mean, if you're tagging the artist in those digital ads and you're tagging the venue in those digital ads, you look pro and you're going to get some people there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like if it's a new market for you, you're not going to probably have a lot of butts and seats there for you. Mm-hmm. But if you tell them to come early and you turn them on to the headliner because they didn't know the headliner was there right? on account of they didn't promote it very well uh, mm-hmm. or they haven't adapted yet, then they'll come and see you. I mean, we've done this multiple times where hundreds of people show up early to see that artist because mm-hmm. of what's going on. So a really good strategy there on a joint show in Los Angeles where it's pay to play. When I lived out there, I was doing some stuff with some different bands and I was playing guitar for a hot second with like my buddy, Chris Mauck's band. And we would often put together packages of artists that had draws who had an agreement. Like each of the artists had an agreement, a solidarity agreement to encourage their draw to stay for the entire evening. Mm -hmm. Because what's weird about LA and I'm sure there's some other markets around the world that are like this, but you know, you'd play a show at the Viper Room and one band goes on and they've got 75 people there and it's a scene. And then they mm. play a half hour set and they're done and it's a ghost town Yeah, for the next artist that goes up um, who's sucked at selling tickets or whatever. Yeah. But when you try to get everybody together and they each have a draw and say, hey, man, let's just encourage everybody to hang out for the whole night and then try to make it fun. Like, you know, with when we were doing that stuff with Chris Mao, we put in like a step and repeat, mm-hmm. which is also called like a red carpet, you know, and a photographer. So we make it fancy. We make it like fun to hang out. And if you're curating the artists so you know that the the shows are going to be good, you're going to cross-pollinate with some of those fans. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, it's just going to be a scene and they're going to have fun and they're going to associate you with a good night. And they're going to remember you as a good band because there were people there mm-hmm. and they were reacting, you know? I would think one way to help with that solidarity be like, Hey, we're going to be popping in and out of each other's sets. Yep. Like we're, I'm going to bring up say, just cause I'm thinking daredevil artists. You got Josh Roy and you got Mackenzie O'Brien. They're part of that lineup. Okay. Like, hey, Josh is like, Hey, I'm going to bring up Mackenzie, you know, here in a little bit, or she'll pop up early, be like, Hey, we're doing our show after Josh, whatever, or vice versa. Or this like that cross pollination throughout the night where it makes it a, a special event plus stick around. Cause that headliner you came to see, well, that lead singer might be popping up again in the next couple sets or whatever. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good point. There's 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 a reason that fish school together, right? Because there's <laughs> yeah. power in numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why animals on the planet herd together, right? What a great way to do that, like to have somebody from a band coming up later on in the night come out and sing a duet or something. Or come yeah, out do and- a duet, do a cover song that everybody knows. You get some people yep. together at the end of the night. They're coming out. They're all singing The Wait. They're all singing let it be or whatever, you know, your brand is. Yeah. And that's just a cool way to make the night stand out and to kind of keep people around. Yeah. Show up early. I'll be doing stuff before my set. Show up late. I'll be doing stuff after my set. That's right. That's right. And you know what? Like, I'm just thinking now about some Nashville stuff that's going on because it's it's not pay to play in Nashville, but it's definitely has some L.A. 
vibes to mm-hmm. it and it's hard to get people out to shows well yes there are shows like i think of rare hair which is sort of this rock all-star thing where you're going to get a bunch of names that are out there that are like bigger name musicians at a venue and they all just get together and they play all these different cover songs yeah and it's really fun and there's another it's not happening anymore but before the pandemic they had gosh i can't remember what they called it but it was like this one band they were like the host of the night and it was like a tuesday night and it was always the place to be seen like once a month i think it was it was the place to be seen and everybody knew it like so it was like really 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 good musicians and all the local rock bands would be there and they're coming up and they're doing different little cameo appearances all cover songs everybody's having a great time mm-hmm. and i mean because these guys were so good they had lots of connections so i mean i've, I've seen gene simmons hop up on stage mm-hmm. i've seen John Karabi hop up on somebody's in town. They know that's the place to go and they're going to go hang out and have a good time, you know? And I remember like taking my cousin there one time and that was the night Gene Simmons was there. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is a Tuesday in Nashville, pal. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, so the point being that you can create that kind of vibe Mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden it becomes cool not only to go to the show, but to get some other musicians out that you want to network with some other bands that you can do work with. Mm -hmm. So, a package deal. There's a lot. You're only limited by your your creativity, right? Yeah. To to put something like that together. So I just love that, and I really, really, really strongly encourage that. And do stuff to make it fun. Like you, you can find a photographer who will be willing to come out and do it for free. You'd be amazed at how cheap it is to throw up a little backdrop, right, with mm-hmm. your logos on it and stuff like that, and and a red carpet, and everybody will eat it up, man. When you let them know that, hey, there's going to be a red carpet there, so dress to impress and blah, 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 man. They'll love it and they'll eat it up. And then the pictures are posted later Mm -hmm. on all y'all's social media feeds. And they're going to go look at that too. Why? Because it's vanity. Yeah. They want to see themselves. You know what I mean? Did you say vanity with an F (laughs) as in fan? Vanity? (laughs) I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Uh (laughs) Uh, Write that word down. We could use it for stuff. Fanity, yeah, we got we got a vanity. That's a t-shirt. That's another t-shirt. But that is, that's, you know, hey, it's all about them, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So if you're the headliner, you know, get with that up and coming at that's starting to have a draw and run digital ads. You take care of the ads, but include that opener. This will help them get the word out to their following. I love when we're trying to break into new markets with our artists, we're always trying to dig through and find the local bands with a, a following in a new market and try to negotiate a direct support slot in exchange for a certain budget on digital ads to sweeten the pot for the headliner. Mm-hmm. Some of them are douchebags about it. <laughs> yeah. And some of them aren't, you know, some of them are like, well, that's interesting. Okay. And some are like, we own this town. We don't need any help marketing. And you're like, okay, well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Coca-Cola, best known brand in the world. They still market. Why is that? I wonder. Oh, right. top of mind. Okay. Cause right, they're not yeah. idiots like you. So you're going to run into some morons, but you know what? There's going to be some people that are willing to do it. And man, if I was a band that, owned a market and somebody called, Hey man, we're trying to break in. We're wondering if we can open for you and we'll spend 300 bucks on digital ads. If you send us some live footage, we'll put you in the video ad and make it work. Then I would be like, well, hell yeah. Why not? Let's give it a shot. Yeah. We got the people coming there anyway, and I'm going to get free advertising now. Hell yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not asking to get paid from us. So yeah, work that out. Get creative on that. Mm -hmm. Number four, 
create visuals. When I run ads and organically promote shows for my artists, I'll always create like a cool video ad and a graphic ad, right? A graphic, so like a still image. Yeah, like a show poster, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And you never know which one the market will respond to for that specific show. So I always do both because I swear to God, I have come up with the coolest video ads on the planet. I'm like, this is going to crush the show poster. And then for whatever reason, the show poster is the one that gets the most traction. I don't, I can't tell you why. So always do both. And when you're on like Facebook and Instagram ads, the algorithm will divert the budget accordingly. Like you don't even really have to worry about it. You can just put it up to test and it's going to know which one is really working and it's going to automatically push all the money to the the ad that is is getting the best response in the market. They want you to do well, right? Mm-hmm. So always do both. Now, the video ad, listen, it should sell the party, okay? You're not selling you as the artist. You don't have a brand name, right? Right. It's not like you're freaking Kiss and you're coming to town and everybody's like, oh my God, Kiss is coming to town. Right. They're not going to feel that way about you yet. You're an indie artist, okay? You want to sell the party. So you need content and footage that shows lots of people having a great time and sync it to your original music tracks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you need to be bringing like GoPros or having your iPhone running and recording shows Every single time you're playing out because you never know when something you're going to have that one weird night where just the place is packed out. Everybody's feeling good Mm -hmm. and you want those cameras set up right, which is not on you, but on the side of the stage. So on one half of the shot, I can see the artist and on the other half of the shot, I can see the, the people packed up against the stage. Yeah. You're, you're just in the shot enough to prove it's not stock footage. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> I was really and there. Again, it was really my show. They don't care about you. They care about the party, man. Are we going to have fun? All right. Is it, what, what's going to happen when I go there? Mm-hmm. What's it going to be like? Oh, this looks great. Mm-hmm. So you want that kind of footage and you're not going to ever get that footage if you're not running cameras all the time for every live show. Mm-hmm. So do that. And you're not going to get that kind of footage if you're not hustling to try to get even like direct support slots or support slots for bigger bands. You know, we got... Mm-hmm amazing footage you know hustling when we were working with jacob cade and we got him opening up he was a rock guy and we got him opening up for steel panther in denver where he's from but there was 3600 people at the fillmore sold out and he owned that crowd that was six years ago that footage still would work today yeah it would still sell the whole thing today and people would be like this kid's amazing right heck yeah on your graphic ad this should be a compelling ad, right? It needs to be, it needs to be colorful. It needs to pop and it needs to be clean. Mm. C L E A N. Yeah. This happens like all the time when artists start, I start the artists I start working with. And the first thing they send me is like so freaking artsy fartsy and busy. Mm-hmm. And they took way too much time to make it. You know what I mean? Right, but yeah. They're trying to be all clever and everything because they're not looking, they're looking at it through like an art lens as opposed right. to an advertising lens. Right? Not an art project. That's right. It's a marketing project. It's marketing it's and a, marketing right. is communication and they can't mm-hmm. be like, it can't look like art vomit. They need to be able to, in two seconds, understand what's going on. What am I looking at? Mm-hmm. 
This is a promotion for a show at this venue at this time, and here's who's going to be playing. If your graphic is too busy, you're going to blow it, and nobody's going to care. So Donald Miller calls it the grunt test. Like he talks about, like going to websites and you should be able to just like analogy. you can give a caveman sit a caveman in front of your website in like five seconds, he should be able to grunt out basically who you are, what you do. Yeah, same thing. Caveman in front of your post would be like, oh, that show twelve twelve yeah. importer whatever. What a great example. Like, you know what? You want to see if, you're, if your poster works? Go take a part of that graphic, put it on your phone, and just go walk around, talk to some strangers, and say, hey, can I ask you a question? Will you read this? I'm going to give you, I want you to look at my phone for five seconds. I'm going to pull my phone away. Tell me, what, tell me what this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, oh, it's a show, and you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, cool. And then if they can't, and they're not sure what it is, you're not doing it right. That's a great, go find a caveman and do the grunt Or test. your grandma or your grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And don't tell them what it is. Don't do this is an ad for my show. And I just want to see if you can read it. No, 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 no. Just be like, Hey, I'm going to stick a phone. I promise it's nothing weird or dirty. I just, yeah. I want you to look at this ad I put together. I want you to tell me what it's for. Can you do that in five seconds? Yeah. And then you're going to know if it makes sense. Okay. If you don't have any footage, right. Of you with a decent crowd, mm -hmm. Then do this, create a video of you performing live with quality audio mm -hmm. so that they can get an idea of what's going on and hopefully some decent lighting, right? So digital ads, you want to be aimed at your warm audience mostly. You want most of that budget to go to people who have already interacted with your Facebook and Instagram because number one, that's going to ensure that the most amount of people who already like you will see the promotion in their feed, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're going to respond it. We know if you don't do digital ads and you're just trying to do this organically, you're going to reach one to 3% of your audience. That's it. Yeah. 97% are not going to know that you have a show unless they come and visit your feed. All right. Mm -hmm. And your warm audience, by the way, most likely to show up. Right. Yeah. Now that's different for if you're doing the ads as a direct support act for a bigger regional artist or national artist or a legacy artist. In that case, you want to go to their audience, right? Yes. And, and you want to find a bunch of artists who are like them. You're going to have to go to a cold audience, but they have the recognizable brand name mm -hmm. and that's what they're going to react to. So know the difference. There's, it's a subtle thing, but know the difference between the two, right? Mm -hmm. Next, sell package deals. So, just like you should be creating bundle deals for your merch table. We talked about that in a previous episode. Hey, why not do the same with tickets, right? You can offer a ticket with a piece of merch, like a t-shirt at a discount mm. for your loyal fans. Hey, we just got some new shirts out. The ticket's 10 bucks, but also t-shirts 25, but we'll give you the whole lot for 15, mm -hmm. something like that, or 17 bucks, and you can get a new shirt and a ticket. What a great way to make it feel like a deal, because it is. Yeah. Move some merch, make some money and sell the ticket and make it worth their while to go. Now, is that technically difficult? Some like you do have to sell that on your own platform or is it just like, hey, buy a ticket and we'll have the first hundred shirts, first hundred people there that bought a ticket, give them a T-shirt or like, how does that? You can do it that way. I think the better way to do it would maybe be we're talking probably to your more loyal fans. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe through your email, right. Through the people okay. that have given you their email already and stuff like that. But you know, there's a million ways to do it where if you bought the discount ticket or if you bought the package ticket, I mean, 
you'll know which one's sold because you'll know by the the amount. Yeah. Right. And you'll know who it's sold to. And you can just have those shirts ready for them when they show up. Show up. Cool. You can know. Yeah. Because it's going to be digital on a digital ticket agency. It comes with an email address for the purchase. Right. Uh, True. Yeah. So you'll know. You can also offer a ticket with a free beer or a cocktail right? Which Mm -hmm. is is stuff that we've done before. Now, the laws vary from state to state, county to county. So you need to coordinate with the venue owner, the club owner, to make sure that you're aware of what the laws are. Because listen, it's a game. Like Once you know what the law is, there's always a way around the system, right? Mm -hmm. If it's illegal for a club, it could be illegal for a club to, uh, or for any artist at a club to insinuate that the club is giving away free beer or free liquor. Mm Mm-hmm. There are some counties where that is frowned upon and they can lose their liquor license for saying something like that. But I mean, usually, by the way, when you offer this up, the club owner will love it and they'll be like, "Okay, here's the way you got to present it. Right. To be compliant with the law. We had one club owner in, in Missouri that was like, hey, well, you can't say I give away the free beer. But what I'll do, I'll buy you guys a case of beer and I'll put it in a cooler in front of the stage. And then you could, the band can give out the free beer. Mm-hmm. That way it's not me, it's you guys. And there's nothing that says you guys can't give out free beer. Yeah. So that's good for the artist. That's good for the club owner. And instead of saying first 50 people get a free beer, you say for the first 50 people through the door, first beer's on the band. Yeah. That's different, right? And th- but the language matters. But just find out the details on that, and that can be a real, a real getter. And and know your audience on this, by the way, because while this worked really well for some of my country acts, and because they're like a beer drinking crowd, mm-hmm. when I did it with Seven Horse, God bless them, they tried it, and it just effing tanked because <laughs> their audience is older. They're they're big name from the eighties, yeah. and their audience is like they're they're older, they're wealthier, they love their scotch and their whiskey. And they're not interested in free beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So it'd know, be like saying, it's like, Hey, the first people, you know, first 50 people do this kid rock show gets a free Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fly. <laughs> and then bring your, bring your Uzi or bring your, bring your uh, AK. You know, your right. AR-15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Number six, offer discounts to loyal fans. We've talked about this. If you think about the bell curve, this is a like a it's called the law of diffusion of technology. And it has to do with marketing, right? But you know, the first two and a half percent of the market we call the pioneers, right? Mm-hmm. And these are the people that want to be first. They want to own that very, very first iPhone 4, and they're gonna camp out overnight to get something they've never even seen before, right? These mm-hmm. are the people that spent 40 grand on the first flatties when they came out. It's two and a half percent of the crowd. This is not enough to float your business. But these people are important because the next group is twelve and a half percent. They're the early adopters, but they don't come into the market until the pioneers do. So from an artist standpoint, you can identify your loyal fans and the people who like you the most. Obviously, at a live show, you see a lot of familiar faces. That's easy to know. Yep. But even digitally, when you're running ads, the people who are viewing all your content, you can create specific audiences for that and be pushing out content to them. And you know what? You can, you can show your love by offering them a discounted ticket with a secret code. Offer this to your email subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. Offer this to, hey, you know, with a special video message from the artist, this is, 
you know, this is Johnny D from Kid Gypsy. And listen, I know you guys have been watching like a lot of our content and sharing it and saving it. And we just want to say thank you. Hey, we're coming to your town. We're playing this venue here. And here's a secret code for you to get a discount on your ticket. Share it with anybody you want to and be cool. But we'd love to see you there. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for making us feel like rock stars. Because I'll tell you what, the new way of marketing, guys, it's all about finding those loyal fans and treating them like royalty, okay? Stroking their fanity. Exactly. And they want to be associated with the band and you mm -hmm. want them to be associated with you because they're going to be your biggest promoters mm -hmm. and they're going to make sure everybody else is there. And hey, not for nothing, you can also do this if you're touring or if you're, let's say, you're just trying to break into a new market, a singular new market mm -hmm. well go to the venue go to the facebook page of the venue that you're going to play at in this new market and hopefully not all club owners do this but hopefully they're each time there's a live show they're creating an event page on their facebook account for that mm -hmm. which of course if you know on event pages it's you can say i'm going or i'm not going or Maybe, right? You can click one of those three things. Mm -hmm. Well, if you hover over those, it'll tell you who's going. And if you start going through all the events, you're going to start to see some familiar names, some usual suspects. These are the club rats, man. These are the people that just love music and they're there all the time. And they're not necessarily, well, they, I'm certain they have favorites. They're not just showing up for a specific mm -hmm. act. They're showing up all the time for live music. Yeah. And you can reach out to them. You can DM them and be like, hey, we noticed that you were, love this show, this show, this show, and this show. And, you know, we're coming through town. And, hey, we'd like to offer you a discounted ticket. Maybe you, in exchange for them helping to promote your show, where you could send some flyers that they could put up around totem poles or totem poles. What am I saying? <laughs> Telephone poles. Or... um and, and putting stuff on their feeds and everything and telling their friends about it. And hey, you know, in exchange for doing that for us, we're going to give you a merch bundle mm -hmm. and a discounted ticket. Would that be cool? Or maybe a free ticket. That's a great way to get some of those like super hardcore fans to your show in a new market. And believe me, their friends are going to buy a bunch of stuff and you're going to make your money back on that. That works mm -hmm. really well. So another game there. And um, let's move on to the last one. So yes. the final thing here is, Remember the main goal of playing concerts. Even if you don't make a ton of money, you're winning if you get an audience to your show. Mm -hmm. You're developing the market, right? A live show is vastly different than the energy they'll cop watching you on YouTube or in their feed or on their Reels feed. Right. Your goal is to connect with fans and provide a vibey night out, provide a scene. And... These kinds of things. I mean, if you take this, if you look at your live show like a product, because it is, mm -hmm. and it's a different product than your recorded music, it's live music, right? Yeah. We've talked about that. Like your live music, you want that recording to be great. You want it to be competitive. It's got to, you know, you want it to be within two to three and a half minutes long, let's say typically, right? There's some guidelines in there for radio and for streaming that that work better than other things, right? Mm -hmm. But your live show is all about moments, right? And so treat it like a different product and you can develop, if you're competitive mm -hmm. and you're good, you're going to develop that market. You can become a thing. And when you're talking about a product, like, you know, with Lonely Highway, when we sent them back home to 
Jacksonville after we had them up in Nashville, developing them for like six or seven months. The mm-hmm. club owners were constantly knocking down the door. When are they coming back? When are they coming back? When are they coming back? Yeah. And we jacked them up. I mean, I, I went and said their their hometown bar was paying them six hundred bucks a night, and we said, uh, I'm sorry, they're paying them twelve hundred bucks a night, and we said we're going to do it for twenty five hundred guaranteed. Yeah. And she's like, well, how do we do that for a $5 ticket? I said, we'll charge 10. They'll come. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, I could just do that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then there was another club that they played that was like a little south of Jacksonville. They played for 600 bucks a night for years, and they never asked for more money. Mm-hmm. And I went back there and said, we're going to need 2500 bucks. And they didn't even blink an eye. They're like, okay. They knew they'd been getting away with it for too long, right? Yeah. And then- but now, listen, we're a bigger band. They're expecting a bigger band. The band left town and they were all doing it up in Nashville and they're working with these big guys. Yeah. Believe me, the stories about the band after they left were way bigger than the reality of the situation. <laughs> but that's the perception and also, therefore, the expectation. Yeah. So when they came back, I'm like, guys, your PA system, because they always traveled with their own PA, mm-hmm. which was decent. It did the job. But I said, now you need more. And so they're like, you know what? We have another buddy in town who's also an artist and we're going to combine the PA systems. I mean, this was, it actually didn't cost them more money. They didn't have to rent anything, but they combined it so they could get better quality sound, good low end, Uh make it sound better. And it was an awesome freaking night. And everybody, they came expecting something better and they got something better. It's a better product, right? So think of it like that, guys. So that's all I got to say about that. I hope that uh, helps your live show. And if you want to learn more about how to really market your and promote your music and your brand on digital platforms, you need to untangle the knot, which everybody has because the way you've been marketed to your whole life is through broadcast platforms. Uh And they're vastly different. Well, hey, I got your answer. It's a free PDF download where I describe each one to give you a clear understanding of the difference between the two. And this way, when you, you know, I think so many people have a bad taste in their mouth or they've experienced a lot of failure marketing digitally because they're trying to do stuff that's cool on broadcast and they're trying to, and they're paying money to do it on digital and it doesn't work. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, well, digital sucks. Well, no, it's just, you don't, you're not honoring the platform. So this is going to help you clear your head and get everything straight. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J O H N N Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell me where to send it. It's absolutely yours for free. And it's a pretty stout PDF, by the way. I think it's like, I don't know. It's over 30 pages, I think. And it's an easy read, but it's really going to help clarify what's going on and get you asking the right questions so that you are putting out content and ad content. And when it's time to pay money to run ads, you know that you're going to be doing stuff that's effective on a digital platform. That's the big deal, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right, guys, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Make sure that you join the Climb community, follow the podcast, and tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. Or at the show.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.